All right, we're going to do our first experiment. It's called the hello test. Now, if you if you've done this before with me, I'd encourage you to do it again. Let's pretend that this is the start of our journey down this path that we've been talking about. It begins with an experiment, and it's called the hello test. We're considering starting a communication with our larger self, or you could say our unconscious self, a higher self. You could say anything you want. But we're starting a conversation with a level of consciousness that is not our own. Now, don't freak out at that because that's just thinking. Thoughts bubble up from a level of consciousness that you're not aware of all the time. So this is nothing that doesn't happen every day anyways. We're just consciously inserting ourselves into the process, becoming aware of it, and then consciously participating. It's sort of like breathing. It's an unconscious process. You're doing it all the time, hopefully, and uh, you don't ever have to think about it. However, you can consciously breathe. You can intervene on this unconscious process with your conscious mind and decide to take a few purposeful breaths. And when you're done with whatever breathing exercise you're doing, then your breathing uh, goes back to being unconscious. So we can dip into other realms of consciousness. It's not that big of a deal. It happens all the time. I'll demonstrate the hello test for you. It's just a matter of you're intending to communicate with your inner world. You're going into inner space, which just means close your eyes, and make sure, you know, it's an appropriate time and space and all that kind of stuff. Close your eyes, take a breath, and on the inside, say hello. It's sort of like you're saying, who's there? You say hello. And then you wait for a response. And one of the things that uh, we're going to learn along the way here is that every communication is answered. Every question you ask, your mind is answered. Everything you say has a response, whether or not you are aware of the response, what to do with it, how to interpret it is a separate issue. So one of the things that we need to learn to do, we need to train our perception in so that we can understand the responses. Because Oftentimes, the training of our perception literally determines what we see and what we can do with it. I was at the dentist the other day, and I saw my x-ray, and I look at the x-ray and go, well, I see I still have a skull, you know. Um, the dentist looks at the x-ray and some, sees some little teeny shadow of something and goes, there's the issue or whatever. He is trained on how to see and get meaningful information. I'm not, with regard to x-rays. So what we perceive is uh, has everything to do with it, and what we perceive has everything to do with what we expect, 
we are literally living in our own projection of the world. Remember that thing, light comes in through the eye, forms an image that actually gets then sent to your brain via highly selective electrical impulses. In other words, the information gets filtered tremendously through our beliefs and expectations. We're not living in touch with all of reality. We're seeing this tiny, tiny little spectrum of reality, and we're not even experiencing that necessarily directly. In other words, we're filtering that incredibly highly. When you say hello, what you're what are you expecting to get in return? We got to have a framework for understanding. So what you should expect to get in return is something that you either see, hear, or feel on the inside. So when you close your eyes and say hello, then pay attention to anything you see, hear, or feel on the inside. That's a response. Like, what's the next thing that happens? And then notice that. So when I do it, I say hello, and then I get a hey there back from what it seems like about 10 feet away out of the darkness in my mind. And so this is a thought. This is a normal thing that happens. When you talk to your brain, it talks back to you. Your brain's chattering all the time. It's just that we are in Western culture, I guess, trained to ignore it, right? Don't let our imaginations run wild. Don't talk to ourselves. Don't tell anyone you're talking to yourself. Keep your imaginary friend to yourself. I mean, these are all things that are just going on all the time, but, you know, we're not we're not really allowed socially to just, you know, come out of the closet with what's really going on in our minds, but it's all happening for everybody. All right, so you're going to get something back that you see, hear, or feel. Write that down. Then interpret that. It's like, what is this? Well, I got a hello back, uh, or I got a hey there back. And so I go, well, I just treat it like a conversation. I go, how's it going? <laughs> and what I get back is, oh, okay, can't complain. And then my next thought is, this seems like I'm talking to someone that has a whole life going on over there. Can't complain. And so I go, where are you? What's, what's going on? And, and, and he goes, you'd be surprised. And I go, okay, well, I'm making a podcast, so you got anything to say to my listeners? And he says, yeah, don't take this too seriously. Well, thank you very much for that, and so forth. And I think about it, and I go, you know, he's right about that. Because the minute you start to take this stuff seriously and try, it's like me trying to make my notes on this podcast and really sort of, I can't do it. This is something you kind of flow with. This is something that uh, really is fueled by your imagination, right? So, 
Um, if anybody ever says to you, look, that's just your imagination, you go, yeah, absolutely, 100%. That is my imagination. All right, because the path forward is not a path in the outside world. The path forward is a path through our minds. So we've got to learn to communicate with our minds. The path is an ongoing communication and conversation that informs how you think and feel and behave in the real world. It sets a different set of expectations for what to expect. The world begins to look differently because our beliefs are changing. We begin to perceive things a little bit differently. Leads to feeling and doing differently and so on and so forth. I kind of think of it as an upward spiral. We're going through the cycles of our lives pretty routinely every day. But if we're growing spiritually, uh, then we're getting better at it. New things are happening. We're, we're sort of constantly evolving to new levels, even though our routines look pretty similar. Once you've got a communication established with some part of your mind, and remember, we're going slowly. We're not, it's more of a game than anything else. It's an experiment. It doesn't matter what happens. And uh, we should try to set aside our sort of attempt to control what happens. And as far as our skepticism and so forth goes, um, I people who have strong skeptical parts, they're often the first part that shows up in the hello test. You say hello, and then you get something that says, you know, this is ridiculous. And you go, oh, well, thank you for responding to the hello test. And now you're talking to the skeptical part of you. <laughs> but it doesn't matter what happens. Think of this as inconsequential. You say hello, you wait till you get something back, and you go slow and you write down the responses and you attempt to engage in a conversation. And that's kind of it. It just basically uh, establishes two-way communication between you and this other realm. And you'll notice that when you get a response to the hello test, you're not consciously controlling the response. What that part of you says to you may surprise you. And that's okay. That part is kind of uh, splintered off. It's its own little bubble of consciousness over there. And even if it's your consciousness, it's doing what consciousness does, thinking for itself, learning, growing, evolving, having its own journey. And that could very well be a part of you that you just have been out of touch with. But it has a mind of its own. And I'm not saying it has a mind of its own just because, I mean, that's a really important point. It is doing what consciousness does over there. And so you get you get conversations that sound a whole uh, that feel a whole lot a whole lot like out outer world conversations 
because you don't know what the other person is going to say. It's often surprising to you and so forth. It's a two-way scenario. It involves what you see, hear, and feel. It involves your perception almost exclusively and what you're trained to see, what your uh, prior beliefs and uh, expectations of life force you to see in a way. And the same thing is happening on the inside. If you ever bump into a part of you and start a conversation with your own mind, treat your own mind with the level of respect that suggests that you know it can think for itself. Because it will put you to the test. Often what you get when you do the hello test is just a chaos and criticism and people's minds are swimming all around. I mean, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do to establish communication with your mind. That in and of itself is a journey. And... There are challenges. There are parts of you, perhaps, that uh, give you no authority or credibility. You try to make a decision, do one thing, and you find yourself doing something else. Right? You try to tell your inner critic to shut up and go away, and what on earth, and just leave me alone. It won't. And so all of this is such a really great thing when you're starting a journey, because if you're starting a journey that involves two-way communication with your mind and you have a very active mind, you actually may have a leg up because your mind's going to talk to you. You might not like what it has to say in the beginning, but that's part of the test. I mean, your mind can think for itself. Why should it trust you? You've been ignoring it forever. You know what I mean? It could be that parts of you feel that way. It's this whole world in there that maybe we just have not been paying anywhere near enough attention to if we want to find our ideal path forward, if we want to grow spiritually, develop a broader perspective. Let's say I have access to six parts of me, right? It's like I have an intellectual part, I have a skeptical part, I have an inner child, and, you know, I have a whatever, whatever, right? And so I utilize the resources stored within each part. It's an organizational system, like a file system. I utilize the resources filed away in each part in the appropriate context in my life. And I have access to all these six parts. Imagine if I had access to a thousand parts or more. Imagine if I had access to parts that are kind of between people, maybe in the collective unconscious. But imagine that buried somewhere deep in my DNA is ancient wisdom, part uh, elements of my heritage that um, maybe go back who knows how long. And that knowledge may be available to me. How would I know? Unless I start down the path. So when you do the hello test, be excited to meet some new elements of yourself, some different perspectives than you're used to because you have them. They're there. 
your unconscious mind, I'll throw some numbers out. I'm looking at them on the internet right now, so they must be true. Your un- the subconscious mind can process 20 million bits of information per second. The conscious mind can process 40, four zero. I've done, you know, enough perusing to know that uh, all of the numbers that different studies come up with in terms of the processing power of the conscious versus unconscious uh, minds and the perceptive abilities of the two different minds. And uh, all the numbers are different, but they all tell the same story, which is the unconscious mind processes a tremendous amount of data. Imagine all of that data being organized into files that you can see, hear, feel, and communicate with. And it's just a matter of what do you have access to at any given time? The path in that direction begins with your next thought. <laughs> 